<clears throat> oh, good one there, buddy boy. Sorry. <laughs> That's a welcome back burp, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I just haven't haven't been used to being on air, you know, with y'all listening to me. Oh. On the air live with us, of course, we are welcoming you once again, uh, despite all previous uh, episodes, indicators, things we told you directly, we are back. This is Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. Uh, it is uh, very original and it is about Green Day and we did our finale and made it like four episodes out of it. Yeah, uh, it was like a big deal. A couple months ago, it was a big deal. You would really think that after that we'd be done for years, really. That was kind of what I thought. I was like, we'll revisit this maybe in a year or two if Green Day does something else. I thought a year-long retrospective was likely in the books, but yes, not not less than, what did you say, two months? Two months later? Yeah, yeah. if that. Yeah, about a month and a half, two months later, here we are. Green, uh, Green Day, the boys did us dirty, you know, what can you do? They did <laughs> us so, they made fools of us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, for those of you who don't know, the fools are I, Chris Brady-Denton, Green Day fan. And I, Colin Brady, a, a fool on a hill. Oh, and a Beatles fan, I see. I just oh, happened to live on a hill, so I thought I might as well throw that in. The Fool Who Lives on a Hill. It's uh, Colin Brady over there. We are also a Green Day fan, I should add. Mm-hmm. Uh, not mm-hmm. just a Beatles fan. Yeah. And Colin, before we go any further, I mean, I, I, we people probably think that COVID is over. The pandemic is ended. It was all a big hoax. <laughs> and we're back together in the same room mm-hmm. uh, like we always were. Yeah, and that's actually not the case. We never were. You're all the way down there in Seattle. I'm I'm here, and uh, I guess you're up there in Seattle. I'm down here in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not sharing the same room and and yeah. swapping cells. <laughs> How are things in Seattle, you son of a gun? Boy, I'm I'm so glad you asked. Uh, things are peachy as always, and I don't know if you know this, but ski season has begun yet again. And so it is that time of year where I am ready to throw out shoulders, hips, elbows, whatever I need to break in order to have a good time. And uh, mm. yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just super excited about that. I've been trying to get out on the slopes as, as much as possible. Johnny Knoxville over here, just you're an adrenaline junkie <laughs> for those slopes. I mean, I'm not like you know throwing myself out of an airplane or some crazy thing like that. To no, be but fair, you know. But, you know, you are a sick person and you're willing to hurt your body for these cheap thrills. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, because it's not drugs and alcohol, we we commend you for it. And we say good for you. Are you saying that it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a positive thing? It's a very positive thing. I just saying if you know, I don't know if anyone recalls a episode around the end of this last winter season, you broke your body. And had to be what airlifted to the hospital or some crazy no, shit. Oh no! The most pain ambulance. you've ever been in. That's true. Yeah. Just just an ambulance. Yeah. That's you know it's terrible. I want you to not be a, such a, a madman, but such an evil Knievel. I think I think that's just that's more uh, it's more commendable for for the sport. If I'm willing to keep going out there after that, you know, it must be hella fun. 
All right. Well, hey, must be helpful with immortal <laughs> words like that. Who am I to argue? That sounds great. Uh, anyway, Chris, I am so sorry I took so long, but I am, I'm curious no, no, no. to hear as well. What's going on with you down in uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles way? Not mu- I mean, not much, just a hunkering down. We're in another sheltered home order, mm-hmm. uh, of course, because yeah. of that hoax. And it, so just kind of puttering around. But but speaking of pain, Colin, oh yeah, and that your pain of having your hip ha- popped and then repopped back in, I recently had a little skirmish myself oh, with the mistress. Yeah, Uh-oh. I this is I, it's not even worth bringing up really, but it just so happens that thanks the night of Thanksgiving, three a.m. Oh, the morning after Thanksgiving, as it were, I woke up with the most incredible pain <sighs> uh, in my balls. In my fucking balls. <laughs> the worst place for that. It was the absolute worst place. It was, uh, and I kept going to the bathroom. And for some reason, I was like, I'm constipated. I'm constipated. Because uh, my balls hurt and I must be backed up. I like, I didn't know. It was 3 a.m. in the morning logic. Yeah, like, of course. You know, oh, this is, I, I had a big meal yesterday and I'm, I need to pass it. Too much sugar, and uh, oh, my digestive system is punishing me by giving me the worst pain of my entire life in my balls. Oh God! So, God. <laughs> so basically, I just couldn't go to sleep. All I kept going back and forth, back and forth. I was like, you know what it is? I know what this is. I didn't drink enough water. I I had all this uh, Thanksgiving food, which I ate responsibly, you know, distance and masked alone. Oh, no. But nonetheless, I we I made myself a big feast and I, I ate some pie. I'm not used to eating that much sugar, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm all I didn't drink water. I'm gunked up, so I I chugged some water. Oh no! Again, it's like you know, four thirty five in the morning at this point, and I just started puking. I started oh. puking water, so my balls have never hurt more than in my entire life, and I'm just I cannot stop throwing up. Oh God! So, and this is you know this is just the Thanksgiving. I, we knew 2020 was going to be different. We knew Thanksgiving this year was going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. I did not know it was going to be this different. <laughs> 2020 cannot get any worse. This was not the agreement we made. All right, I, I I did not. I protested, but the point of this is I I ended up being in so much pain in my side and my testicles. It started spreading up my side. I thought I was having appendicitis. I googled. That's every single thing I was happening. It was like, appendicitis is going to burst. You're going to die. And so I ended up having to go to the ER. And uh, they had to give me... Basically, I was like, I'm having appendicitis. Please help me before it explodes and I die. And, you know, it was terrifying because of COVID being in any type of enclosed room as it is. But then the place where, like, COVID is happening. This is... They have tents outside (laughs) to treat it. It's terrifying. (laughs) My yeah. whole goal the past almost year has been like, do not be in enclosed spaces with people you don't know. You know, that's been the mission. Mm-hmm. And I had to just throw all that out the window. Because again, if your balls are in that much pain, it's just like not even a... Yeah, I mean, a, I think, you just kind I think of it's pretty obvious where you, they tell you. Yeah, you have to get some emergency care at that point for sure. It was, I'm puking off out of the side of the road on the way over there. It was horrible. And so basically they finally take me in. Um, and I'm telling them it's appendicitis. I, I know my body. This is not normal. This is no food poisoning. This is no bad potatoes. And they're like, okay, well, we just have to check a few things. Uh, we're going to do an ultrasound just to see what it is. I'm like, oh, so they do like an ultrasound on my side and they see if my appendicitis, like a little baby fetus is about to burst or something. Mm-hmm. And, and as it turns out, no, that's not what they meant. They did an ultrasound on my ball sack. Oh my God. 
which as I think I've mentioned earlier, was in one of some of the worst pain it's ever been. It was right. throbbing, t- <laughs> swollen horribly. And it was just the most humiliating experience of <laughs> my life was having to being instructed by the doctor to take a towel that he had provided me to hold my little shri- your penis is never more shriveled than when you're in uh the doctor's having warm gel applied to your ball sack to see <laughs> oh i'm sure if if you in fact are about to die of appendicitis mm-hmm. for some reason it's not a sexy situation so the doctor's <laughs> instructing me to ho- take the little towel to hold my little penis back while he gels me uh and and takes a metal wand and just jams it at my scrotum at different angles again and again for i kid you not like 15 minutes oh god oh, it was god it was horrible and then it was so it was so and i asked him because i i'm just trying to grit through the pain i'm being like oh motherfucker and but i'm trying to be cool about it even though i don't know how to be cool <laughs> about this situation there's nothing cool about it in the slightest uh, but i'm trying like i want to be like oh, i don't want to be embarrassed in front of this guy and i was like Dude, give up on that there is nothing more embarrassing than this mo-. like he you and him are not gonna be friends yeah let's just yeah. accept that <laughs> But at, and then so it was so painful. I threw up after. Like he stopped touching me, and then I was like, I need it, and I just puked. Right there. It was just it was a whole whole horrible thing. I was I was convinced I was about to go, and and eventually they came in and told me that it was not appendicitis. I had been passing a kidney stone, oh, and I had no God. idea. I've heard that. I've heard that's one of the worst fucking imaginable things from from multiple people. <laughs> Colin, I had no idea what how bad that was it is unreal oh god i've heard yeah same i've heard people talk about it. i've never had it was just the absolute uh, i I mean i I don't want to be such a lame drama queen but it was so painful and i i had been taking a calcium supplement and you know (laughs) kidney stones are made of calcium and so i was talking (laughs) to the doctor and i mentioned that to him and he's like oh yeah i'd stop taking that right away done buddy oh my god that's fucking hilarious oh my god hopefully that i was self-inflicted it was my pill only partially i i like to hope i don't know if i should hope this but i like to think that you would have had it anyway (laughs) i hope that i don't hope that i hope this was like oh it's a simple fix you stop taking the supplement you don't have to worry about it fair but fair enough yeah i just don't want it to be the because the fact that you got it just because you were taking the calcium supplement but I guess that's nice, but no. Again, I, having something to blame helps me quite a bit. So Fair I'm just enough. gonna. It's my narrative. I'm sticking to it. Okay. okay. Uh, but the only reason I really bring this up, Colin, yes, um, besides to just kind of talk therapy through the the humiliating experience, <laughs> is is to say that while I was there on that hospital bed in that gown with my buttocks hanging out and my ball sack having warm gel applied to it, yes, and and screaming and, and pain. Mm-hmm. I was struck by the fact that what would happen if I didn't get to talk to our sweet, redundant, the totally original Green Day family again? (laughs) And what would happen if for some reason uh, I didn't get through this and you would be left alone to talk about all these new Green Day things that are suddenly happening? That would have been a nightmare, yeah. See, if they had not released anything for a while, I would have been okay. I could have just procrastinated. Yeah. Chris is gone. It's fine. There's nothing weird we were going to be talking about anyway. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah, no, that would have been a disaster. I'm glad you're thinking Sometimes of, of I us, miss him. Though. Most times, eh, not really. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. it's fine. Oh, I, that is so touching that you're thinking about the fam. This fam, I was thinking I mean. about the, this fam, the fans <laughs> and the fam. And mm -hmm. Colin, as you mentioned, Green Day did us dirty. I know. Oh, my Didn't God. They? they dropped so much fresh shit on us. Fresh dung. Oh. We, we're gone not even 24 hours. And Billy Joe's announcing a new album. Mm -hmm. Side projects that have been inactive for like decades are suddenly releasing <laughs> new shit. <laughs> when that happened, I was really, I figured they were doing this on purpose. I figured Billy's been listening to us this whole time and now he's just trying to fuck with us. He's making fools of us. Because I, I guess, and this kind of segues, I guess, into our, our GDN doesn't mm -hmm. it? This is our I Green Day news. Great segue. And it's a segue to this. What we're going to be talking about today is something that we had predicted. I will say we predicted uh, and did come to pass. One thing we did not predict at all was the network making a return. Hello. We should have seen that coming, though, like thinking about their album title. Like, come on. They did tell us so. That's right. For those of you who don't know, the network is a side project of Green Day, even though they deny it. It is a it is a side project of Green Day. I They're think, actually rivals with now. one another. Yeah. Yes, there is a fake rivalry that they that they keep. Stroking, I don't know what you mean fake, is... dude. They hate each other. They hate each other's guts. Okay. All right. So we've got a believer and a non-believer here. That's why <laughs> this is a good show. Perspective and diversity of opinion. I'll tell you this, whether it's a, it's a, if they actually are Green Day or the network is their own mystery band who sounds a lot like Green Day doing techno 80s synth music, we <laughs> did an episode on the network in their first album, Money Money 2020. Mm -hmm. So they're part of our canon. That's for sure. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And they out of, what did they do out of nowhere, Colin? They were, they, well, I was going to say release, then I was going to say not release. Then I realized, yes, they did in fact release it already a couple days ago. Um, money, money, part two, colon, I, we told you so. That's money, money, 2020, part two, told you so. We really should have seen that coming, though, is, is really what I'm, I'm getting at here. And that was after the, uh, they released the Trans Am EP. Mm-hmm, yeah. They did what? an EP and an album, and, and, and just right under our nose, we would have talked about that, and they just did it once we left. By the way, too, uh, for the listeners out there, the album has 25 songs on it. It wasn't just like, oh, they just had a few tracks they wanted to, you know, let everyone hear. Like, they had let this built up for years, I feel like. That's a great point. That's like uh, No Nut November. Yeah. They, they yeah. let that build just up like a that. while. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. almost identical, that metaphor. And so and so, we're, basically, we're going to need, you, as you said, 25 tracks, also the EP, which I think they share a lot of songs between the two, but still... Mm -hmm. two significant pieces of work we we're gonna need some time to settle with that to understand it to hunker down with it exactly yeah i need to i need time to both like and then dislike and then come somewhere in between for every track that's right and i'm sure yeah, we'll fall kind of middling places with everything but Let's not jinx it yet. Maybe it's our favorite album that we don't know of yet. Who knows? And I'm excited about that idea. Mm -hmm. But but that should be coming down the pipeline and talking about Money Money 2020 Part 2. Told you so. <laughs> oh, we're really in trouble. Uh, Green Day was right. Uh-oh. But that's not what we're talking about today, Colin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
today we're sticking with something probably a little more familiar, something that definitely is Green Day affiliated. No denials mm-hmm. and no band rivalries here. We're going to be talking about the album that we predicted, I want to say, the mm-hmm. Billy Joe Armstrong's collection of covers from his quarantine No Fun Monday series, No Fun Mondays, the album. This is uh, released about a month or so ago at this point, maybe a little over. Yeah, 14 covers. 14 covers that had already been released. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, I think we talked about a lot of these as they were coming out because our show was still going on. I was just going to say, yeah, I, th- I think we've touched on a, on a lot of these just very briefly, but but yeah. Like the last time we signed off, I know we were saying that like 2020 is like, uh, this show is in an odd way like a time capsule of... 2020 and i think (laughs) and i'm so embarrassed by this it was trump i think had just gotten covid and was in the hospital oh yeah you (laughs) thought that was a turning point that's right how good those days were yeah Yeah. how happy we were then and uh you know obviously the everyone survived in the election uh happened and joe biden squeaked out a depressing win and you know uh now trump attempted a coup and uh blah 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 and COVID's <laughs> raging. just like catch us up on twitter so i'm not left people are not like oh and i guess trump died in the hospital no no no. if you're only getting your news through this podcast things 2020 has managed to be uh ever evergreen and how insane it is yeah kidney stones and all. kidney stones yeah exactly yeah it's that we just it's too much but one fun thing we get colin is this no fun mondays project uh smoothly transitioning back to our album of the week Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it began on march 23rd 2020 remember how young we were back then Ah, man six months younger yeah that was before i had the kids man (laughs) before i loaded on these 40 pounds of beer yeah i was built like an ox (laughs) <laughs> Way back in March 23rd, 2020. And uh, Billy Joe Armstrong released the first song, I Think We're Alone Now, which we talked about. And he released that as a single. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, that's when he announced the series. And then he kept releasing songs uh, kind of periodically, often on Mondays. Often not on Mondays, though, I will say. Sometimes not on Mondays. I'm, I'm not even sometimes. I think, you, I think most of them were not released on Mondays, which kind of irritated me <laughs> slightly. Okay. That, okay. It's a fair gripe. Not that it really matters, accept that. but yeah. Billy said, announcing the project, Dear friends, while we've been in quarantine, I've been reflecting on the things that matter the most in my life, family, friends, and of course, some music. I record a cover of Tommy James of the Chantelles. I think we're alone now in my bedroom. I figure if we have to spend this time in isolation, at least we can be alone together. Aww. Love, BJ. Yeah. And, and I think that's the that's a nice thesis for what this project is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's Billy just trying to stay connected somehow and <clears throat> give himself a project to do something. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think it it helped him like feel sort of connected with you know other people like his other uh, like his technicians, production technicians, and and even uh, Trey and Mike. I, I imagine, even though I don't think they they helped him out with it. Um, they're not they're not credited on this project, no. but Green Day did release that cover of Dreaming we talked right, about. Right. And I'd say that's probably in the similar uh vein. Yeah. I, I also noticed one of the videos I was I was watching, I think it was the Kids in America one. Uh he's uh-huh. he does a little birthday shout out to Mike in that that music video too, which is sort of cute. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, good memory. Yes, yeah. exactly. 
So you're right. It's his, it was kind of his project to keep everyone close and, and while doing something that he could care about and mm-hmm. keep him busy. Uh, and, and so we did, I think, as I keep saying, because it's so important how freaking much we are badass mediums and we just know things. But <laughs> we, I, I think we did say, like, it would be really cool if he made this into an album. It seems like he's released enough where this is going to be an album. And it was unclear if that would be a Green Day album or just Billy Joe, but mm-hmm. it is just Billy Joe. So it was a Billy Joe album. It was announced on October 6th as this 14-track album, the No Fun Monday Collection. And we've got some familiar faces appearing on this album, uh, don't we, Colin? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, I think uh, Chris Dugan is a name I, I've I've seen before. I don't even know where. Um Chris Dugan has done a lot of the engineering, engineering. and some production on, on their past albums and side projects. He, right. He's always been in the studio with them, for, or at least for a long time, I believe. Is he like the main engineer usually, or is he is he one of the helpers? Do you know? I believe he's been like the main engineer. Okay, yeah. Okay. And he, 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 he did some drums on this. Tight, yeah, yeah. So he was uh, doing the engineering on this, this uh, along with Billy, of course. And yeah, like you said, he did drums on, on a few of the tracks. Um I think Bill Schneider did some bass guitar. Jason White, of oh, course. Oh, Jason, the, classic. The hit, hidden lost member of Green Day. He did guitar yeah, yeah. Uh, on on one track. Billy Joe produced this album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which of I mean, it's all recorded from his home studio. You know, that's kind of the whole point of the project. So of course he it, he produced it. But mm-hmm. that's it's always cool. And definitely. I mean, I think you can definitely hear that when you get your ears on the tracks. That yeah. It's got that Billy Joe production style. Mm-hmm. Should we jump on the one by ones? Let's hit the one by ones with that. I think we should dive on in. Hell yeah! First track here is uh, I think we're alone now. talked about before but it, it was the first singles the first one off this project and i think it's a fantastic choice i i love this cover i think it's a good song i'm not you know head over heels for it but um but yeah i think it i think it represents like the green day style um the quick picking guitar at the intro um at the end of each like line uh well not each line but a few of the lines they do this like the stop and then the and then go the next line you know running as fast as we yeah. can those ones well it's that's what's it's because it's this is a by uh, richie cordell of uh tommy james and the shondells of mm-hmm. course we should mention who the original artist was and uh famously covered by tiffany uh the star of mega piranha i think i've mentioned in the past uh but that was a very famous cover in the 80s mm. and yeah this it's a fun song i agree i really like that that the pause uh, the break in the instrumentation yeah guitar part 
and if you listen to the original by Tommy James and the Chantels, it's you know it's very something I think we'll notice throughout this album is these are very faithful covers, even though they're in the Billy Joe style. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they all sound of kind of made from the same vine, if that makes sense. Okay, they're, they're the same Ken, uh, the the cover style. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And but this song itself, which we can talk about a little bit, kind of being about parental prohibition mm-hmm. uh, against sexual activities. <laughs> and it's it, there's something really fun about that, trying to get away into the night uh, to get away from the parents mm-hmm. and kind of go go fuck around. <laughs> so, <laughs> Literally, yeah. I'm gonna be so crass. So that's why children behave. That's what they say when we're together and mm-hmm. watch how you play. Like it's it's they're just running away into the dark to get some time alone. Right, <laughs> right. I think it's good. Um, I think that's cute. Yeah, definitely. I've listened today. I listened to all the originals of these songs. I was just gonna say, I'm gl- I'm glad it sounds like you're prepared for this because I actually know very few of these originals. So okay, yeah. Well, so then I guess I'll just say I would say we should both say it, but I'll say I I prefer Billy Joe's version. This is my favorite version. Oh of this wow! Song. Okay, yeah, that really surprises me because I imagine I love this most song. of the time. That's not true. I love this song, but I think Billy Joe to me takes it to the place that like I need it to be. It hits the sweet spot for me. So, <laughs> fuck cool. yeah, hell yeah. Track two though, Colin is maybe a horse of a different color. This is mm-hmm. War Stories. Uh, by the Star Jets originally. So again, I, I had never heard of this song before uh, <clears throat> this cover's album came out. Stardust were a 1970s power pop uh, group from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. I, I looked them up. Like they, basic. This was their only hit in '79. So it's not surprising. Like I hadn't heard of it either. It's not surprising that this isn't incredibly well known. I would mm-hmm. say, although I'm sure to certain fans that's sacrilegious to say. But you know, it just doesn't have the same fame and name recognition as some of the tracks later on the album and it's it's, it's, i mean it's about it's war stories is the title and it's about uh i'd say kind of the brainwashing that a lot of this band perceives that uh the soldiers kind of go through Mm -hmm. on their way to be enlisted uh lyrics like nightfall and the tanks roll by i see them line vain scared that i'm prepared to die i smile to hide my pain I think that last line there, that's actually the the one part of this song that I think really got to me, is a smile to hide my pain line. Scared it's that pretty... I'm prepared to die, man. That's yeah. uh, that's good. That is really good. Definitely. It's good. <laughs> so I, I listened to the original. I listened to this one. I, I think they're both really great. I probably, again, I prefer the Billy version because I'm a huge Green Day fan. So if Billy does something, <laughs> I generally like that the most. Because I'm a hack, but 
I am what I am. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you acknowledge it. What do you, What do you think about this song? To be honest, I again, I I do like that one line quite a bit. Um, I think it's like the second you like recognize what they're saying, I think it it will hit most people pretty hard. But um, past that, I think it, the melody is kind of boring. The instrumentals are kind of boring. <laughs> Um, I don't know. The, the song itself just doesn't have a whole lot going for me as all. Well. I hear you. I hear you. It's not my favorite, but when hearing Billy cover it, I'm like, this is a good cover for him. Like, I think mm-hmm. he does it well. Yeah, that's fair. He, he, I think for the most part during this album, he tends to pick songs that he knows he can do very well within his style. His wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah within his so. wheelhouse. Yeah. Track three might be a surprising choice at first given what we just said but i think i mean well let's talk about in a second this is (laughs) manic monday I, I'm immediately just like the slightest bit bothered because I feel like he picked it just because it's called Manic Monday. Oh, and you're like, no fun Mondays, Manic Monday. Yeah, exactly. He's just, he's just kind of writing this for all it's worth. Yeah, exactly. Although there is also <laughs> the fact that, that his cover of it does feature um, uh, Susanna Hoff. Is, yeah, Susanna Hoff, that's right. That's right. Um, who is actually from the Bengals, who I believe they're the, they're the original uh, writers of the song, right? That, well, uh, so th- fun- I didn't know this about this song, actually. Of course, Manic Monday, the mm-hmm. bang- this is a huge hit. I think even if you don't know this band or you're not a huge music aficionado, you've like heard this song. Yeah, definitely. Definitely heard it around. Yeah. Uh, but So it's by the Bengals, but it was written by Prince. Oh. I did not know that. The Prince. That's wild. That's so weird. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He he's, was so amazing. Like such huh. an... A, talented writer Uh, yeah seriously it was written by prince under the pseudonym christopher hey hey Hmm. and it wasn't it was originally intended for a group called uh, paulina six in 84 so it wasn't even meant for the Bengals. but they are so lucky they got it Mm -hmm. because it it became their first huge hit and kind of introduced them to the world and i mean they would go on to have a lot of other hits so it's a big it's a huge that's prince god it's so cool Lyrically, though, Colin, it's, I mean, it's pretty straightforward with the song. Yeah, about. yeah. Lyrically, <laughs> it's just not the most interesting thing. And by not the most interesting thing, I mean, really, one of the less interesting things out oh, there. Oh, it's fun, though. I mean, melodically and instrumentally, I agree, it is fun. But, but lyrically, like, I just could not care less. You know? Okay. I mean, like, like, listen to this. This, this sums up the song. It's, it's just another Manic Monday. I wish it was Sunday, because that's my fun yep. day. My I don't have to run day. It's just another Manic Monday. And that sums up the whole song, that chorus right there, you know? 
These are the type of days I wish the bed was already made. Yeah. Man, I mean, we're recording this on a Monday, and I was singing this earlier today. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Mondays. <laughs> For no reason. I didn't really have to do much today. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, Mondays. <laughs> Won't catch me at the schoolyard, teacher. I hate Mondays. <laughs> I was gonna say Mondays usually aren't like the worst. Like Wednesday, no. Wednesdays are arguably the worst. Wednesdays fucking suck. It should have been called like Whack Wednesdays. <laughs> I'm about that. I'm about. Anyways, that. Um, it's it, I, but yeah, Susanna Hoffs, as you said, who's the yeah. lead vocals and rhythm guitarist, she does the the guitar and backing vocals on this cover, which is cool, right? Yeah, to I have, think that's tight for sure. That's tight. Uh, he, he got her. <laughs> Uh, and she was willing to do it, and they got to play together. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure you know the original just from having heard it. Yeah, I've definitely heard it a little bit. Yeah. Do you have a preference on on this version or the original? Or yeah, I do like the original. I definitely, or not the original. Original. I guess I like the Bengals version. Um, I guess we didn't cover that. Is is there a Prince recorded version, or did he just write no, it? Uh, no, Prince just wrote this, intending oh, okay. it for another musician. Yeah. Okay, I see. Um, but yes, I do like I do like the original quite a bit. I'm not sure if I like this one more. Um, I think they're pretty pretty similar in my book, at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's catchy. It's fun. There's nothing wrong with that song at all, other than like the lyrics no. mean are meaningless. You don't seem to like them much, but I guess because if you like Monday so much, why don't you go marry them? All right, <laughs> Jesus. I, I I think I like Billy's more just because, as I said, I'm a Green Day fan. And I like yeah, yeah, whatever. All right, track four though is Corpus Christi mm. by the Avengers, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, <laughs> that bow and arrow guy, Loki, and who could forget the inevitable Hulk, <laughs> the Avengers. I don't know. I don't really know the history of this song, uh, but it, it uh, seems very much in the Green yeah. Day wheelhouse. I would say, from what I what I hear, I don't know what the original sounds like, and I I don't know. To be honest, it'd be one of the Green Day songs I would pay a lot less attention to than average. I would say it's just kind of a uh, background. <laughs> you, I think you hit the nail on the head, at least for how I feel as well there because uh this is one just straight off the bat i just say like this is not i'm just not a huge fan of this song and i don't know it has nothing to do with the content or anything there's Mm -hmm. just something about the melody the way it's constructed that just doesn't quite grab me yeah as much as some of the others Mm -hmm. uh once you've kind of heard it once i feel like you're kind of at least how i felt i was like i I didn't need to hear it again that's exactly what i yeah exactly how i felt 
I get it. I, I heard it. I can recall how it sounds, and I don't really need to hear it again. I don't mm -hmm. feel the desire. Yeah. As far as the original goes, this the Avengers, they were an American punk band uh, formed in 1977 in San Francisco. So that should like tell you kind of how it sounds. It's a lot dirtier. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a lot uh, looser. It's less produced. But I don't know if that... Uh, maybe that was better because this composition doesn't hold up to strenuous overproduction. Yeah. I, got, I feel like Billy's version is so produced that you can almost see uh, the cracks in the song. <laughs> that yeah. it's actually maybe not that interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, I get I, that. I'm, maybe I'm coming off harsher than I mean to be, but yeah, the That's song kinda, just doesn't. Yeah. That's how I felt me. when I was talking about it too. Like because there's really nothing wrong with it and um and I and I meant to say earlier too the the solo which is maybe halfway through or maybe 3 quarters or something um is super cool. It's actually like really long and wild and and just interesting to listen to. But that is really pretty much the only part of the song that keeps me entertained, I would say. Yeah, the the hook just bores the heck out of me. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not that into it. Uh, and, and all the lyrics are kind of, it's about Chris, Chris, Corpus Christi. It's about Christ. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of religious references and I'll wear the crown of thorns and blah, blah, blah. And it's just maybe the time that was really cutting edge and cool, but I feel like it's been done to, we've heard it to death. I feel totally the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And that just, yeah, again, didn't grab me. So that's all, whatever. <laughs> Billy Joe is great. You know, he does good covering it, but I don't, I don't care to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> anymore this um, one could have been cut from the album i would say but that's i fine. agree i agree entirely this yeah. next one though yeah uh is one of the highlights and that is that thing you do <laughs> By the late great Adam Schlesinger, uh, mm -hmm. who died, I think we talked about it on the podcast not too long ago from mm -hmm. COVID, just crazy. Yeah, and this was uh, written for the film "That Thing You Do." It is the titular song performed by the Wonders, which is like a their fake 1960s band, kind of like the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can hear that, of course, in the composition. Yeah, and it's a great, great composition. Yeah. And I didn't realize how famous this song was, actually. I started playing this out loud the other day um, at home, and one of my roommates just, like, I don't know, a few notes in, like, not even a full bar, and he was like, oh, is that that thing you do? I was just oh, really shocked. Awesome. Yeah, it was super It was super funny. It was cool. But I do really dig it. This song just brings joy. Yeah, yeah. it's great. And what I didn't realize, it was actually kind of a hit after the album uh, the, for the movie came out, the soundtrack. It peaked at number 41 on the Billboard Hot 100. Mm. And of course, it was nominated for Academy Award and Golden Globe uh, in 97. Mm -hmm. But to actual, actually break the top 100, that's 
I mean, that's huge. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's major, yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I, I play, I look up the chords, I play the song on acoustic guitar. It is so fun. Like, structurally, this is just such a well written song, mm -hmm. melodically, uh, everything. Um, I know. And it has, like, such, to me, it just seems like The Beatles has, is written all over this. Like, lyrically, it's just all about, like, this girl he likes, basically. And then, uh, instrumentally, it's got that weird, like, da -da -da, da -da -da, like, beat that I feel like is prevalent in, like, uh, the first Beatles, Beatles album, for example. Um, Please Please Me, I think. Yeah. Or, or the one that well, has that song. That's all by design. Yeah. That's all by design. And that's what's so cool about it. Uh, and hearing Billy cover it, I think, which is so funny because he's someone who has tried to write fake Beatles songs a mm -hmm. lot. I think uh, These Paper Bullets, I believe, was his musical he wrote. Oh, like, that's trying right. Trying to, yeah. to do fake Beatles. Yeah. And it's really cool to hear him cover someone who just nailed it better than he ever could. And, <laughs> and I feel like it's a nice tip of his hat. It's kind of saying, like, I'm get, I give it up to you. This is the ultimate fake Beatles song I agree you know yeah and I think he knocks it out of the park with this cover it's yeah it sounds like they probably wrote it the Beatles I mean that's that's a that's a great one that's a that's a good one Colin oh yeah but that it's not any better than the best one on the album which is this next track whoa yeah oh my gosh I'm saying it I'm saying it early oh my gosh okay that's well this much... is uh Billy's cover of Amico. Beginning is so similar to that thing you do that I often think that my phone is looping with tracks. <laughs> I will say that. That's so funny because I, I, I love the intro too. I love the intro, but if you play it next to that thing you do, it sounds oh, you're like right, the exact same. I didn't even notice just, that. It, every time I'm like, that's pretty much the same drum intro and riff. Yeah. Uh, so my only big note would be like I would resequence it I guess not be right next to yeah that that's figure. fair I, I think what I love though is the fact that the the intro includes the guitar playing the lyrical melody first before the lyrics come in oh yeah which I mean the, I, I guess it is similar to that thing you do but it's like a different melody somewhat and so I guess I that's what I'm really focusing on when I'm listening to it I think gotcha yeah this, this of course is by Don Backey uh, in the 1960s, it is an Italian hit, an Italian song about friendship. <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess you said you really like it. Yeah, I think it's I think That's it's fantastic. Awesome. I think lyrically it's cool. It's like yeah, it's about like trying to make up with someone you've fallen out with, and I don't know. I should find some of the lyrics really. Um, well, to, yeah, here's, to here's quote. after all after all, you know that these woes. One day you will forget them. Oh, bet that I will laugh with you. 
and yeah, so it's kind of about uh, we're gonna we're gonna get through this, and I'll see you again, and we'll laugh about all of this. Mm-hmm. My my dear old friend, and uh, and I mean b- uh, the biggest thing here, right, Colin, is that Billy's singing in Italian. Exactly. I think it's pretty. I think I don't know. I don't know Italian, but I think it sounds nice to an English listener. Um, it does. Yeah, he he said when he posted this, it's called Amico with a power pop twist. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. P.S. Please excuse my Italian. <laughs> uh, and I didn't. Apparently, he is of an Italian heritage, and he received honorary citizenship in his uh, grandparents' hometown huh. in 2018. So that's cool. I didn't realize he had like some proud Italian heritage. Yeah, in, I had no in, idea. In his Oakland heart. Interesting. Yeah, so one of the lines I was just looking for, sing with me again, laugh again with me. Deep down, you know these troubles. One day, you'll certainly forget them. I don't know. Oh, I think I think it's a pretty nice. sweet, I think it's pretty sweet, like the way the lyrics are written. And catchiness-wise, I also think this is probably the catchiest song on the album, which is a plus to me. It is It is very catchy. I mean, that's so funny to me that you, it's your absolute favorite. Because to me, this so is good. one of the ones I would cut. Probably. That is, I'm what sad the hell? I am shocked. What the fuck, Chris? <laughs> I'm sad to say it, man. I just feel like, uh, and I appreciate Billy speaking Italian. And I appreciate the reverence. He, you know, I think he's trying to be as respectful and, and cool as he is. And I like the twist. But his vocals sound a little more processed on this than they do on the others. And I'm wondering if that is because <laughs> it's hard to sing in a different language uh, for a song you've just learned for a language you're not fluent in. Maybe. And so I just thought like he sounds a little more processed than he does on the others. So That's it's like interesting. it's purely production stuff that I, I like the least on this song. Wow. Yeah. See, I, it feels I am very bad about, about noticing like production type, things i guess and for any listeners who don't know chris does all the production on on this so he would notice more things about the production you could yeah write your angry letters to me uh yeah be like hey that white noise in the background is driving me crazy send that my way and but the the thing i do like is the original this turned me on to the original which i i mean again maybe i'd heard this in the background somewhere or something Mm -hmm. but i was not really familiar with this song and I found the original Don Backey's version, and it's uh, very horn-driven, and all the those guitar riffs are on horns in mm-hmm. the original, and it's a fantastic track, and I much prefer the original. Man, that sounds really cool. Oh wow, yeah, I will definitely check that out. Like right after this, then the original is a fun party song. When we're allowed to have parties again, like I, if you put this on, I guarantee it'll get people dancing. Like, the, like the original is really yeah, fun. Yeah. No, I'm gonna uh, check it out right after this. I'm excited. And and gives you an air of authenticity that you just got through a Billy Joe album, but you can pretend like you knew about <laughs> this from your Italian ancestors. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but what was cool about on the YouTube video of the original, all the top comments were "Thank you, Billy Joe, for sending me here." And, oh, this is so everyone was thanking Billy Joe for turning them onto the song. So That's, I think in that way yeah. it succeeds uh, fantastically because it got everyone to listen to the original mm-hmm. and appreciate it, and that's the at the end of the day that's the goal of a cover is to like pay homage to a great song you love. Yeah, totally. So yeah. agreed. Success. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so that's maybe your favorite. I can respect that. If Not maybe respect, that that's definitely my favorite. All right, so that's possibly your favorite, maybe, <laughs> but we can maybe possibly respect that this next one is my favorite 
Wait, it is? And this this is track seven. You can't put your arms around a memory. Round a memory. Okay. By Johnny Thunders, of course, of the New York Dolls originally, and this is one of his solo songs. Does it pay to A 1978 song, uh, and the title of the song was taken uh, from a Better Living Through TV episode of the sitcom The Honeymooners, and it's hmm. considered Johnny Thunder's signature song. Huh. And it's, I think it's appropriate for Billy. He can bring a lot of weight to this with his vocal performance. I think he does, uh, besides the verse melody just being heartbreaking. I love this verse so much. Mm-hmm. Probably more than the hook itself. Uh, it's been talked about that this song was originally written about Johnny Thunder's heroin addiction oh. uh, or about his relationship with Sable Star, who was a very famous groupie, the queen of the groupies. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, so either drugs or a relationship. Um, and that's been disputed. And it's, it's, it's maybe some people said before he even tried heroin or blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But essentially, this is a song that has a cult following to it almost mm-hmm. um and i think billy with all of his struggles as a rock and roller can really bring the emotional weight to this song that johnny thunder did true. In the original true yeah um i i 100 oh, no, i just read your note <laughs> I, you only just read it i just read it that's Aww. breaking my heart Colin. I'm sorry. Well, because what, everything you what of what you said about the lyrics, I I totally agree with. I think the lyrics are are actually like one of the more touching lyrics I've I've seen, and I think most people could really connect with them. That said, I think the instrumentals and the melody are really boring. Like they just do not oh, they just do not grab me at all. Um, honestly, this was actually one of the songs on this album. I, and I'm not saying this oh just because you're trashing my song, but oh this was one gosh. of the ones I thought I would probably cut. But this if, if it weren't, so f- but the lyrics are great. If the lyrics were put to like something like interesting to listen to, then I'd be really about it. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right. You know, that's fine. No, that's fine. That's why we have, as I keep saying, a diversity of opinions is a wonderful thing. <laughs> uh, but I'm, 
I, I hear that. Um, I don't agree at all, and that's fine. <laughs> but the, and again, I, I agree. It's not super interesting, but for some reason, it just grabs me. I think the melody, the verse melody, particularly, is just like fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, but but I mean, Colin, the idea of you can't put your arms around a memory is like I know. That's what I'm saying. The concept is is brilliant. So like good. the whole it's the a... the yeah the lyrics and the concept behind the lyrics really. But, All right. Anyway, sorry. Well, I, what are we talking, about? man? We're we're just like the young adults of America. We should be the kids <laughs> in America, and it's just like time flies, bro. That brings us to our track eight. Yeah. Kids in America. Looking out a dirty old window. Down below the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat and it's soothing heading down. I search for the I was just say this is originally by Kim Wilde. Mm. Uh, originally from 1981. Uh, I actually don't know Kim Wilde though. Uh, do, do you know even her, any of her other tracks, or do you just like? Uh, I'll be ch- honest, not really. Okay. I know this one though. This was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. And I know it, of course, because the Jimmy Neutron movie. <laughs> they play it. I was thinking I'd heard this somewhere before, and that that explains it. Yeah, that's when they're building the theme park into rocket ships to fly and save their parents. <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> of course, obviously. But I mean, it's it does feel very much like in the Green Day wheelhouse to me. Um, it's just like it, it feels like a, a fast Green Day song that you would hear on like I don't know on Kerplunk or something like early Green Day. That's fast and like like interesting but kind of straightforward i guess straightforward a little simple yeah simple i mean simple i, I, I right, agree with right that except word, yeah. I, again i think it's really overproduced this is probably the second most i think besides amico this is the other one that i feel is just a little oh, overproduced really? in his vocal I, how where are you getting this overproduced thing from because i i believe you i just think it's something i'm not like privy to yet when i say in his vocal i i mean that i think sometimes billy will overcorrect himself in the studio uh-huh. and so i think his voice sounds so great when he's roaring and raw but there's okay. certain times where he, when he's hitting higher register stuff or he's just uh... trying to be really pop sensible mm-hmm. he'll and it's not even auto-tune it's just that you can go in there and correct notes and oh, flatten okay. your warble of your voice and sometimes when you do it a bit too much it sounds a little plastic and rocket um, okay. though. you know there's just like kind of it feels just like a little computerized or something. Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. If you hear it, you kind of, you kind of hear. It. If not, if it doesn't bug you, then it's no big deal. But it's just like yeah. it's very pop produced. Well, I imagine if I heard some yeah. un- like the same track, but pre and post production, I would start to pick it up more. What you're, what you're talking about. Definitely. Yeah. So again, I think he sounds great. I think it's fine. It's just a little bit more produced when it's like I want to hear Billy Joe's version. I want to hear it like be naked mm-hmm. and rocking mm-hmm. and raw. You know, yeah. and I don't like this. He's covering pop songs, so like we want to hear him be the rocker. I, you know, it's already pop, so make it edgier. Yeah, and you don't need to make it popier. But it's great. It's fine. Like this is a an offensive cover. I think it's great. 
<laughs> you clearly don't think it's great, but like, yeah. Oh, I do think it's great. Like, I don't think the original was such a wonderful. It's not like okay. he's covering okay. Yesterday by the Beatles, and it's like, mm-hmm. wow, he really fucked that up. It's just like, oh, this is a very perfectly good, fine cover of a song that's perfectly good, fine and catchy, and mm-hmm. you know, meh. It's not like some of the artists he covers later in this album. Yeah, I'll just say that. Fair that word's a little more, a little more sacred. <laughs> I, and I don't, I don't know where this next song falls on that spectrum, mm-hmm. but I do know it is track nine. It's called "Not That Way Anymore," and it's by Stiv Bators, Bators uh, from the 1970s. I really enjoy this one. This was kind of a, a sleeper hit to me. I had, I had never heard of this person or this song, but something about it is, is very appealing. Yeah, I always I th- agree. I think the, the um, I know it's just like a series of notes, the cry, that part. Nice, yeah. It's so, that's a, that's great. I don't, I know it's only like, like a few seconds every now and then in the song, but it like, it almost makes a song for me. I hear uh, that. I like weird. that. It's weird. Yeah. As as far as uh, the original the original goes, Colin, uh, mm-hmm. I listened to it, and it sounds a lot like Billy. G- his voice, the Stiv, this Stiv Bator's fella. Bator, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I I actually I've not heard of him. I don't know of him. So. <laughs> I know he was of the Dead Boys and the Lords of the New Church, but I also don't really know what those are either. <laughs> so, just total transparent see here but his Appreciate voice that. sounded a lot like billy's mm-hmm. and so i like they're similar spirit similar grit and it the billy version i think is just produced way better okay uh cool. like the guitars are more solid it's 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 more chunky uh-huh um it doesn't have that 1970s feel so i i much prefer the billy version but like while acknowledging that like oh he's this is a very faithful cover yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay cool I'll, yeah, I'll definitely have to check out the original as well. Because I don't know. I know you, we maybe differ on the Ramones a little bit, but this kind of has a Ramones feel. I agree with you. Yeah. And this is like the type of Ramones that I would really dig. Whereas, I, I think, yeah, I think what you're referring to is maybe just that Ramones in general, I'm not usually the hugest fan of. Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. <laughs> I know I don't hate them, but I do think they're pretty overrated. When you said you didn't like them that much? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but this also, is a good song. It, yeah, in a positive way, the Ramones. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last thing I was gonna say is just, just at the end of, of I think is the choruses of almost all the choruses. There are some great guitar licks. Um, I'm actually not even. It might just be the same one after each chorus, or it might be fresh. I'm not sure, but it's very entertaining. I think that might be one of the best parts of that song. I agree. I, I think all around that's a great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one I wasn't familiar with before, and now I'm I really enjoy. Yeah, and and that's because it's that's rock and roll, right? That's just <laughs> what that is. <laughs> that's how rock and roll rolls. 
That's yeah. just what the, that's rock and roll, so we enjoy it. And, yeah. and that's track ten, of course. That's rock and roll <laughs> by Eric Carmen. Wait, wait, Chris, listen to this intro. Is that intro not the same intro that was bothering you earlier? It's very similar. It's oh wait, or is it? Oh wait, it's that was, you mean because the yeah because <laughs> the drums it's yeah. very similar. Yeah. yeah, it's very similar. But again, my issue there was the sequencing and not the tracks themselves. Fair. Apparently, he can't control that. But all right, things he could control are the songs that he chose to cover, and he chose to cover "That's Rock and Roll" by Eric Carmen. What do you think about that choice, Colin? Um. I actually didn't know the song before. It sounds familiar familiar in the way that like maybe I've heard it somewhere before, but um, I didn't really know the song beforehand. I think it's catchy. Um, it seems like very obviously like, I don't know for sure, but is the original a pop song? Like it, truly a, a pop song? Yeah, the original by Eric Carmen, and it, I, I'll spoil it here. I kind of prefer the original in this case. Okay. Uh, it's one of the rare cases where I think I, I like the original artist better. Uh-huh. Is because it's very stripped down his production, oh, and it's okay. it just it's just more interesting. Um, but to your point about it being a pop song, this became a popular Billboard top ten hit mm-hmm. for Teen Idol Sean Cassidy. Oh. So it was covered by a pop artist and became very famous that. That's probably what I've heard in the past. Then, um, perhaps, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, the hook is is just like, I think you actually wrote it somewhere. Um, I said, said it's something a little too about it. For me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, it's it's like super poppy. There's no question about that. And that's that's the one downside, I guess I would say, is like it's you can't listen to it and not think about the fact that it's super poppy. Well, it's, it's kind of a, the hook is kind of annoying to me. To be it's a little frank. annoying. I, I, won't, I, I won't lie. At the same this time, not... I kind of like it in the way that annoying hooks are still catchy, you know? Right. Um, and maybe like it isn't the right way to put that, but I can't prevent myself from like running it through oh, my super, head, you know? Super catchy. It's yeah. Super catchy. But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, if it gets stuck in my head, I'm kind of annoyed. Yeah. Get out of there. That's fair. But. Billy does a good job. I, I think he probably relates to the story of the song, which is maybe why he chose to cover it and mm-hmm. gravitates toward it. Cause it's like, that's rock and roll. And the whole song is like, bought my first guitar, like started playing and then, it, you know, eventually playing shows and going on tour. And it's kind of the trajectory of a rock and roll star. And that's, <laughs> that's rock and roll. True. That's true. You know, and the rock and roll lifestyle. So Billy probably mm-hmm. gravitates to that. Yeah. Um, but I personally do not gravitate towards it. Yeah, it. Yeah, it might be a cut on this album. It might be a cut, but that's just because you know, Colin. We don't lie on this <laughs> podcast. What do we do? We like to give give them some truth. Give them. Hey, you know what I say, Colin? Just give me some truth. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings us to our track eleven, then, uh, which you guessed it is "Give Me Some Truth."
course, a John Lennon mm-hmm. solo song. Mm-hmm. And when I was referencing artists you don't really want to mess up with, this was... <laughs> you were thinking of exactly of this song, probably. Yes. Yeah. I don't think he screwed it up, uh, to be honest. I think it, I think it's still pretty good. I, I might... Well, I need to listen to the original again. I might like the original more. Yeah, I, I listen, having listened to it today, I like the original more because it's so trippy and spacey mm-hmm. and the production is just so beatles-y but not like it's john taking their sounds you know in his own direction yeah it's very unique uh, it's so special and this again feels like it's run through the billy joe machine of how this is how he covers songs <laughs> they are they're all going to sound very similar yeah so yeah. if you like billy joe covering songs you're, you know you kind of know what you're going to get mm-hmm there's nothing wrong with that. And I like this because it actually is a lot different than the original John Lennon version. Uh, it, it's a little, feels a little bit slower and less rocky, more spacey. Um, the, John Lennon's version was co-produced by Phil Spector, that crazy madman genius. Mm, that's right. Yeah. And uh, included slide guitar solo played by George Harrison. Um, oh, heard of him that's cool. That I did not know that he was featured on it. Yeah. Yeah. So like the original, you kind of just it's is is its own thing, mm-hmm. you know. It can't really be compared to. Right. So I think Billy right. does a great job, but just knowing that like oh John Lennon's version is the mm-hmm. definitive yeah. version, obviously. Uh, it's kind of a political song, Colin. I, I oh yeah, totally. And I I felt like the the timing was just ideal too. This is like exactly when you want to be hearing about hearing some truth. Absolutely. I mean, this is lyrically Lennon's talking about hypocrisy, deceptive politicians, chauvinism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there were, you know, people are saying that at the time that this was released in the 70s, that it kind of encapsulated some of the widely held beliefs that the government was not being honest with the people and was yeah. kind of that was fueling a lot of the protests that were happening. Yeah. As you said, I think. S- so many parallels to kind of the moment we're living in right mm-hmm. now. Exactly. And I know this is unimportant, but I also just love his like creative, well, not Billy's, but John's creativity with, uh, with, uh, the insult game, you know, for example, like, let's see, what's the best one. Maybe tight lipped, condescending mommy's a little chauvinist. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> or right? the schiz- schizophrenic, egocentric, paranoia, prima donnas. I don't know. They're just like very clever and like uh, fun to listen to, like series of insults, I guess. It's really good. And yeah. you know, Billy has to love screaming those out. Oh, yeah. Like that's that. his thing. And he like wishes he wrote that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. I think uh, he, he passed the Beatles test. Good yeah. job. Yeah. This next one, Colin, track 12. Mm hmm. Uh, I will uh, we might have uh I let's just we'll see. I don't know if we're going to disagree. You know, I I oh. got the feeling when I was listening to this like, oh, I was thinking, oh, Chris definitely hates this song. I okay. Don't know. Well, okay, let's no, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Let's let's talk about this. this is Whole Wide World, of course, <laughs> by Reckless uh, Eric, 1977. When I was a young boy, my mama said to me Just to find out 
I know it's goofy, this is a huge but, song. but the concept behind the song where it's like, like there's one person, there's one one for you in the world, right? And yes, so like when I was a kid too. being like the, I was like ultra logical kid that I was, I thought to myself, oh, well, she could be born anywhere and it could be like, I didn't think Tahiti specifically, but I mean, Tahiti, <laughs> is, is, Tahiti is what they quote in the song. But my point is yeah. just like, I've had this exact same like, like thought process before on multiple occasions when i was younger you know yeah and so i know it's kind of goofy but i also i kind of i kind of um connect with that i guess that's very sweet yeah that's very sweet yeah and, and so you don't believe that that the idea of soul mate soul partner uh actually is probably a, a list of traits and genetic uh predispositions that you will be attracted to and though there's probably not everyone's going to fill that there's maybe a handful or a statistical amount of people that in the world that could be your soulmate i think there's always like if you're going to do relative you know like s between two people who do you match with better there's always going to be like a better one and a worse one right but yeah, yeah i agree there's going to be like a, a good number of people that you'd be good with like very good with to the point where it doesn't really matter the relative differences yeah oh I think, how I think how romantic, right? When, when and if you propose, I think that's exactly word for word what you should say. <laughs> we'll do. But we'll do. Th this song, uh, I I love. I've known the original for so long. This to me feels like a classic rock song. I'm sure it mm -hmm. is for many people. Even though I didn't realize for for Reckless Eric for Eric Goulden, it wasn't a huge hit when he released it. Huh. It, it this kind of grew. Uh, more popular as time went on. It, it's mm -hmm. like a sleeper hit, and it's a great song. It's a it's a huge it's a huge hook. It just feels massive when it hits. Um, I'm most recently familiar with Cage the Elephant's cover. Yes, which... that's actually how I discovered this song at all. Like, oh, at okay, all. yeah. Oh, right on. I love yeah, Cage I, the I, Elephant. I, yeah, Cage the Elephant's great. I really think that they have some really amazing albums. Um, and in 2017, they covered this and it went into the Billboard Alternative Songs chart at number 11. So like they, this song has been covered a lot. And I guess my feeling here is that I don't think I needed a Billy Joe cover of this song. <laughs> I, I know maybe people would disagree that Cage the Elephant are their contemporaries. Uh -huh. But I'd say as far as alternative radio airplay goes, they are contemporaries. They fight for the same airtime. Yeah. And having someone so close having just had such massive success with the cover of a song mm -hmm. i just felt like we didn't need another one because they're both faithful covers i just think cage the elephant happens to make it their own just a little bit more okay and that's okay. a little more interesting do you have any I thoughts mean, on that i yeah i i guess i just feel like i don't i don't want to choose one or the like i like i like cage the elephant's cover a lot um and i like this You're one plenty as well why, i just why don't compete? see why like why it should matter if if the other cover already exists or whatever um yeah okay yeah 
I don't know. And that's, it's a good that's, song that's at the end of the totally day fair. to me. That's like a purist uh, interpretation, which is what I should be taking, which like music is music. And if he loves that song and they love the song, they should both cover it. And yeah, have, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm coming from. What, what a what a purist reason to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, right. Fuck you. Of wrong. Track 13 is defund <laughs> the police on my back. I mean, it's just police <laughs> on my back. By Edmund Grant uh, of the band from the band The Equals. So this was one I had never heard before either. And again, I felt like this was so, um, just like Give Me Some Truth, I felt like this was so relevant, you know, to our, our time. Definitely uh, is. It, I mean, And I also love the clock, And I'm sure Billy yeah. chose it through that lens, you know, mm-hmm. kind of looking around. Uh, but you were just saying, uh, uh, this is the equals, right? This is uh, the equals. I thought it was the clash. I'm so confused. It's, uh, okay, so very good confusion that's good confusion you had just there because the equals uh were a british pop r&b and rock group from north london uh and uh, in 1965 and they were one of the first major interracial rock groups in the uk and one of the very few racially mixed bands of the era so not that that should be a big deal but it unfortunately it is a big deal for the era especially choose to look at it absolutely and so this, they wrote this song, and it was one of the. They wrote a lot of kind of rockers, but then they wrote a few songs that were kind of politically, culturally minded, and this mm-hmm. was one of them. Yeah. And then it was famously covered by the Clash on their oh. album Sandinista. Oh, and okay. my thinking is that Billy probably is familiar with this song from yeah. the Clash version. That seems likely. Yeah. But it's like very well written, so I'd love to hear the the original. His cover sounds a lot more like the Clash version than the okay. Equals okay. version. But the yeah. original is charming. It's it's like very old mixing and production technique. So it's like the drums are panned all the way to the right, oh, okay, and like yeah. like each instrument is has its own section very distinctly mapped out in your headphones if you're mm-hmm. listening to it and stereo headphones or whatever. So it's. It's kind of a trip in time, but it's charming in that way. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's it's cool. Uh, And then the Clash one, of course, kind of sounds like this. Yeah. But it's a good song. I mean, it's a a catchy song. It sounds like a classic. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a classic for sure. It's, I mean, it's it's a little bit, um, I don't want to say like bland because that has a negative connotation because I like the song, but it is pretty like... Yeah, I mean, this sounds like a, a, a song that Green Day would cover. Yeah. Billy Joe would cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, I think it's good for his voice. It sounds good. Like, cheers, mate, right? Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. It's all about running away from the law. Like, God bless you.
Godspeed. That brings us, Colin, to our final track, if you can believe it, on this No oh, Fun my. Monday, so Monday record. Yeah. And this is uh, not an old England, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new one? Question mark? Uh, believe it or not, this is this is a new England, exclamation point. Exclamation point? Ex- a new England <laughs> by Billy Bragg uh, from 1983. I mean, this is a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic song. I love, love, love the original, mm-hmm. and I'm really stoked to hear Billy cover it here. Um, I I had never heard the original, or still haven't heard the original. I would love oh, to. The original is something special, man. I, I bet. Is it quite uh, as rock as like rockin' as this one, or is it is it a bit more like folky? Uh, one of the people who this song's been covered a lot, and, and oh. I forget the artist's name, but someone who who had a kind of a big hit herself off of covering it said that billy bragg's version was like listening to like a street musician cover a beatles song oh okay and that's that's a pretty good description that is what it's like the original is is him and a guitar for the most part and and kind of a coarse rough voice and like really sincere and it's like beautiful man Um, that sounds yeah yeah that sounds really touching for sure the the opening lyrics I was 21 years when I wrote this song I'm 22 now but I won't be for long uh, for one or that's a great opening lyric are yeah. identical to the opening lines of a Paul Simon song leaves that are green which appears on Simon and Garfunkel's uh, Sounds of Silence during a concert in Winnipeg Canada in 2006 Bragg stated Simon and Garfunkel had a strong influence on him and that he took the line from their song intentionally. Uh, and he also said that he stole the melody from Thin Lizzy's Cowboy song. So Gotta here's what I respect about that. Unlike he admitted it? Green Day, <laughs> he just comes out front and is just like, yeah, look, I stole it. This inspired me. I took it and I did it. And there's no problem. Everyone's like, fair enough. Thank, right. thank you for telling us. <laughs> I think if Green Day had this attitude more. Billy, Billy, take note. I think so, right? If he was yeah. just like, yeah, look, I'm inspired by this thing, and I did it, and sue me. Well, well, don't sue me, but you know. <laughs> but that's that's just a short little a, a little song. I mean, what do you think of it having not heard the original, Colin? I mean, I don't even... I'm so excited to listen to the original. Like, this and Amico are 100% my favorite songs on this album. Oh, um, nice. And... Yeah, I don't know what it is about the lyrics to this song, but they like really got to me. Um, I feel like like what's your name level like touching oh, this, wow. you know? Well, maybe not quite that level, but you know, in no, that direction. No, it's good. It's yeah. I mean, this is a really well written melody and yeah, song. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of of 
lyrically at least of Likey Lie's song Unrequited Love, which I don't know if you know that one. I know Likey Lie, but I actually don't I'm not familiar with that song, so I will have to check it out. Oh, that is my favorite song of her. But yeah, it's it's excellent. Oh, awesome. Uh, And uh and yeah, again, the instrumentals are good, the melody's good too. Like everything's good about this song, and I feel like lyrically it's also like particularly uh touching for whatever reason to me. Um but yeah, I, I recommend everyone everyone check that one out and amico of course and uh, yes and for colin amico i would recommend the original uh <laughs> i mean that kind of uh brings us to the end of no fun mondays colin i suppose so we made it through what do you think overall as an entire project honestly i'm stoked i'm stoked you put it out as an album because um i didn't listen to all of these as they came out though i should have of course um and so now that he put it out as an album i was forced to list them all and i'm glad i did <laughs> don't, don't sound too enthusiastic um how about you chris yeah but i agree this is like a fun it's nice to have them you don't have to make a playlist you don't have to like search them all out they're all here for you mm-hmm. super easy this is i i we're, the ho- holidays are canceled this year because we don't deserve the holidays at least here in america uh but this is a great holiday album in in some respects in that I don't really like listening to Christmas music, but I like putting on music that everyone can enjoy of all generations uh, mm-hmm. without feeling like a total sellout lamo. And <laughs> this is like a really f- fun one to put on just around the house with, with me uh, and my partner. It's just super, I, I put it on while we do the dishes and, Mm-hmm. Uh, chores around the house or whatever because it's like fun songs that you know you can sing along to you don't have to worry about oh is, are they a green day fan oh is billy joe gonna say some bad words and isolate my <laughs> my mom or you know like there's no weird uh you don't have to be worried you can listen to a green day project with anyone in the room and like they're gonna be like oh wow this is catchy oh i know this song who's doing this again and it's just like the green day filter for a bunch of fun classic hit songs that I think are not incredibly rare or unheard of, but they're niche enough that it's like fun, you know? Cause I, yeah. I, I was thinking a lot about the Teal album that Weezer put out last year, a couple of years ago. Um, that was their covers album. I remember that. Yeah. 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 And I just remember thinking after listening to that, like those were all such faithful covers that it was kind of boring. And I was like, <laughs> well, I might as well just listen to the originals at this point. They're so. I feel you know, the same way. I'm glad you said that. It'd be hard pressed to I, hear the difference. Yeah, I think covers that are identical to the originals are just like one of the one of the lamest fucking things in existence. Like, what's the point? I what is the point? I agree. The originals still exist. Why would we need this? Yeah. And these are different. It's not, you know, again, they're all in the same Billy Joe vein. So, like, they're not different from each other necessarily, but they're mm-hmm. all different enough from the originals that it's an enjoyable listen. It feels worthwhile, but it's not so radical that it's challenging to the point that like you yeah, couldn't just throw this on at a party or in a room with family mm-hmm. or friends or something like yeah. that. So I'm very much uh, a fan. Uh, I think he did a good job i would personally probably cut corpus christi don't say it amico fuck and uh 
maybe kids in America and whole wide world. But that you know, I, I don't think those are failures. I just think it would be a better album without those tracks. What do you think? <laughs> would you cut Amico as well, Colin? Let's see. Uh, overall, I like it. I, I don't think any changes need to be made to the album, but if I were to change it, I would probably cut uh, War Stories, Corpus Christi. Uh, I'd probably keep You Can't Put Your Arms Around a Memory. Yeah, just don't I say love that. The Thank you. Uh, I actually probably would cut Kids in America, too. And, uh, and that's probably it. I, li- I like the rest of it quite yeah. a bit. Not bad at all. I yeah. think I think they did good. I think he did yeah. good. Um, eleven eleven for fourteen is not bad in my book. Not at all, and and even those are not unlistenable. So yeah, it's, it's it was a good project. I think Billy showed that he has still got got the chops. He's still got the passion, and you know, if we're ever allowed to see live music again, it would be really cool <laughs> to hear some of these songs enter the Green Day catalog of of live in their yeah. live rotation. That would be really fun, definitely. Because everyone would be having a great time with that, mm-hmm. and, and or if Billy does, you know, solo shows, these can be in his arsenal. Yeah, a lot, totally. lot of cool possibilities if, if uh, the world's ever allowed to continue um, seeing performances of any kind or a gathering, yeah. uh, you know, above uh, one and a half people. But <laughs> that's we've got more coming. To you, don't worry. This has been uh, redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast uh, with a very special No Fun Mondays Billy Joe Armstrong edition. Mm-hmm. And Colin, next time, uh, I'm not yeah. sure exactly when it'll be, but soon, very soon, by the end of the where, year, I think, probably. Yeah, who are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about Money Money 2020, uh, part two. Told you so. Again, we thought we were done for the year, and they just keep pulling us. Right when I get out, they pull me back in. <laughs> so we're not gonna have any like big ceremony. You know, we already did the finale. The show yeah. is over, but more episodes just keep coming out, and that's yeah, just sometimes how it. life is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any final words, Colin? Before next time. Uh. Nope. Okay, thank you so much for listening to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. You can check us out on uh, Podomatic.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. What's that Twitter handle that you're always maintaining, Colin? Oh, yeah, constantly checking every day. It's uh, Green Day, colon, the totally original Green Day podcast, or at Green Day Pod um, on Twitter. So, So holler at us, as they say. And we will we will holler back at you. Love it, love it. It's it's very it's an active community we keep there. Maybe maybe if I if I check it someday. Once again, remember to keep it on redundant. Totally original Green Day podcast. And I'll close by saying it's just another manic Monday. I wish it was Sunday because that's my fun day, Colin. My I don't have to run day. It's just another manic Monday. I love recording on Mondays with you. Mm. Thanks, folks. See you next time. Bye-bye.